Hello, Mississippi and abroad, and welcome to Justify Your Existence, the podcast that talks Ole Miss and MSU and SEC, everything through the lens of Mississippi. I am Parrish Alford with the Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal, and I'm joined by Dalton Middleton, our Mississippi State writer. We're talking basketball in the program today, men's and women's. We'll also be joined by Adam Minichino, who follows women's basketball more than anyone else in Mississippi. He's a communication specialist at MUW right now. Folks, before we get there, we want to thank our partner, the Oxford Park Commission, for coming along for the ride. Lots going on at OPC right now, including lifeguards. They need lifeguards at OPC right now. The season runs from Memorial Day weekend through Labor Day. Candidates need to be age 16 or older, and they need to hold a current lifeguard certification. For more information, contact OPC Aquatics Director Jamie Chandler at jamie at oxfordparkcommission.com. Those interested can apply at oxfordms.net. So OPC looking for lifeguards. Uh, Adam, we're going to get right to you, man, because I I know that uh, you're on a little bit of a tight schedule this morning. Uh, Dalton and I uh, kind of were hashing this out last week. The, the Ole Miss-Mississippi State question right now, they they look so close in so many ways, and Ole Miss actually seems to have an edge in several categories that the selection committee normally would deem important. But uh, ESPN bracketologist uh, Charlie Cream continues to list uh, MSU in his last four in and Ole Miss in his first four out. Well, what do you make of that? I think a lot of people in the state of Mississippi would have liked to have seen that February 14 game played. It's unfortunate that that game was postponed due to COVID-related issues. But uh, I, I would gather Coach Yo would argue her team was probably playing some of its best basketball around that time of the season. And with the game scheduled to have been in Oxford, You could argue Ole Miss gets that victory. This situation now with Charlie Cream flips where Ole Miss may be the last one of the last four teams in and Mississippi State is on the other side of that bubble being one of the last four teams out. So I I think it's unfortunate that you quote unquote penalize a team that was playing some of its best basketball for losing a game when it's out of circumstances, out of its control, and you do not allow that team to get into the tournament when that team has victories over Alabama, Arkansas, and two over Kentucky, which in one of the most competitive conferences in the country, that's a pretty impressive resume, whereas Mississippi State's resume has only uh, a victory against Georgia. And if, if you check the calendar, December 31st was when they beat Georgia. They haven't had a quality win, quote-unquote quality, in terms of NCAA-caliber tournament teams. You know, they beat Ole Miss, but a resume comparable uh, victory to Ole Miss, Mississippi State doesn't have one. So, very interesting. Dalton, you made that point last week, talking about that Georgia win and just not much, uh, not much else for state in terms of uh, resume building since then. 
Yeah, I think uh, what I saw on the the TV during the SEC tournament was what I think they're two and two and ten against teams within the top fifty, and that Georgia win was really the uh, the biggest one. And I guess Adam from from look, from somebody that follows women's uh, basketball for the last couple of years. Um, I mean, do you think that win over Georgia, which obviously they played a lot better as of late than they were in December, um, is enough to get a team into the tournament or should be enough to get a team into the tournament? Well, hi, Dalton. It's good to see you. Um, you asked me a good question, and I'm, I'm kind of in a quandary because having covered Mississippi State for as long as I did, mm-hmm. you, you know that even though you're not supposed to be a fan, you root for the school that you cover. And right. even, even though Coach Schaefer is no longer there and, and much of his staff is no longer there, you still want to see that team succeed. That being said, do I think they're an NCAA tournament team? No. I'll be flat honest with you. you. You have to take into the criteria how the team is playing at the end of the season. They laid an egg to use sorry, – sorry, John Pitts is probably cringing somewhere. I, I use the cliche. But <laughs> when you lose your, your, your home finale, regular season finale – and you get out-hustled and outworked by, by all accounts by a team that's not an NCAA tournament team, and you lose by 20. And then if you watch that LSU tournament, uh, that, that game against LSU in the SEC tournament, who played harder? Who looked like they wanted the game more? Right. If that's my opinion, I would say LSU. It, and given the way that Mississippi State ended the season – I don't think that's a good – why are you allowing your fate to be put into the NCAA tournament committee's hands? I don't, I don't think Mississippi State did enough. Their resume is enhanced by the fact that, that Georgia went all the way to the SEC tournament championship game. Yes, the fact that Troy won its conference. Troy is a, a quality mid-major program. But stack those victories up against Ole Misses. Ole Miss – lost by one to Tennessee. They very nearly beat Tennessee again in the SEC tournament. And you could say, well, very nearly horseshoes and hand grenades, that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. It's still a loss. But I think the overall quality of the resume in the last year, yes, Mississippi State lost an overtime game to Kentucky. They lost an overtime game to South Florida. But those games were three months ago. Right. So – You've seen how, how disjointed and discombobulated that Mississippi State is. Look, I'm just using words that I've seen in accounts from game stories. Um, those are not my words. And given all the COVID-related issues, I understand that. Given the stops and starts in the season, I understand that. You still have an opportunity to practice. You still have an opportunity to improve your free throw shooting. Mississippi State is last in free throw shooting shooting less, I think, 65-something percent. Really? That's surprising. So uh, to answer your question, long-winded, I'm sorry. No, I don't think they're an NCAA tournament team. Yeah, and you mentioned the um, that Missouri game, the, the finished regular season, how you, you thought they were uh, – or the LSU game, you thought, you know, LSU kind of um, played harder than them. And I thought that was kind of the theme of the last – you know, I think they what, lost seven of the last nine. And really that kind of seemed like the theme even whenever – you know, before the month-long break they had to take, you know, they lost to a 28 to South Carolina or, or Texas A&M and then lost to 22. And it just seemed like um, even those games they won against LSU and Auburn and late in the season, they were still down by 10 in both of those games. And it just seemed like the girls just didn't want to be there. 
or, or you know, I, I don't want to say they didn't want to be there, but they just weren't playing as far as the other team. Of course, they ended up winning those two games, but you know, they were, you know, a few minutes away from losing nine straight to end the season. And so, I agree with you. It's kind of tough for me to sit there and um and and say that uh that they're a tournament team. Whenever their best win against Georgia was three months ago, like you mentioned, and since then it's a three point win to Ole Miss. Um, when Ole Miss probably wasn't playing their best ball. So, you know what, guys, we, we've heard both of these coaches, uh, Nikki McCray Pinson at State and Yolette McPhee McEwen at Ole Miss, both of them have uh, tried to hold up the challenges of their seasons. They've tried to hold up the games missed, the time away. They, they want the NCAA selection committee to look at this. Well, everybody dealt with that. But I've heard, uh, uh, McCray, McCray Pinson used that. I've, I've heard uh, Yolette use that as well. Everybody dealt with some kind of challenge like that. Um, does that get taken into account by this committee, uh, Adam? Uh, do, do you think that's that they should look at uh, the fact that State had so many games spaced out? Uh, should they look at the fact that uh, Ole Miss didn't get to play the second head-to-head game uh, against Mississippi State? I mean, you know, across the country, uh, people dealt with uh, COVID and ice? That's a really good question, Paris. And you'd love to be a fly on the wall in that uh, committee room when the uh, representatives hash out the at-large selections. Um, I would think you have to pl- have to factor it in a little bit for everybody equally. But I think an interesting point where I was reading yesterday on ESPN there are teams, perennial powers, that are not going to be in the field. I believe Ohio State is not going to be in the field uh, due to self-imposed sanctions, I believe. Uh, Duke decided not to play the season. Uh, Virginia decided to postpone its season. So you have teams that usually in, in normal, quote-unquote, normal years would be under consideration. Um and then, then I believe you have a team from uh, like South Dakota State who's lost some of its top players due to injury. You know, their resume is impressive, but without its top players, how is its seeding going to be uh, factored in? And I think that's more of a factor than the COVID. So I, I think it'll be factored in a little bit. But still, Parrish, you, you guys both know from, from covering sports, how, how, how much time do you give, give a coach to build chemistry and to, to build effort? And like Dalton was saying just a few minutes ago, it, it's looked a lot of times where Mississippi State, slow starts, sluggish starts for, for most of the games. And do, why do you allow a team to, to blame that on COVID? Is that all blamed on COVID? Mm. Well, it, it really, it has the look of you know, just, and, and we're only talking right now about uh, one man's opinion of what the bracket will be. But these ESPN guys, they're usually pretty close. Okay? I yeah, mean, they, yeah. they, they know their subject matter very well. Uh, that being said, uh, Charlie Cream's bracket right now has the look, to me, of uh, State getting a little bit, uh, a little more cushion, a, a, little more, um, uh, a little more boost, if you will, because of recent history, be- because of the really great teams that uh, the Vic Schaefer put together there and and what State became under his leadership on the national scene. It looks like they're getting some mileage out of that right now as opposed to 
everything for this season's tournament being based on the here and now. What would, would you agree with that? I would agree with that 100%. And I think a lot of that stems from the argument that starts every year, you know, who's in the preseason top 25? Who, who are the teams that people are talking about? And I think that's where Coach Yo and, and her staff have had to work maybe, uh, you know, five, ten times harder to raise Ole Miss's profile to, hey, talk about us too. We're, we're, we're a really good team. Now, I, I would argue that one thing that Coach Yo and her staff, and I'm not telling her something that she probably doesn't already know, needs to upgrade that non-conference schedule. Um, I think Coach Schaefer was in a similar situation when he first arrived at Mississippi State. The state schools were factored prominently in the schedules. You're not going to get a big NCA net or RPI or strength of schedule boost when you're playing Alcorn or Valley or Jackson State. Saves the budget money a little bit, but you want to try to play mid-majors close to you who are going to help your postseason chances. And, you know, teams like Little Rock, uh, maybe Memphis, uh, teams like that. And I'm sure that's what she has in mind. Um, but you look at Mississippi State schedule this year, too. Um, their non-conference was not very strong. And, and, and evidently, COVID factored into that, too. Um, so it, it, I, I think Ole Miss is, uh, what's the word, uh, projecting upward with you know transfers like Austin coming in. She's had a great season. They had two members of the all-freshman team in the SEC. And she's, she's shown that she, she and her staff can recruit really, really well. I, I think that program's on an upward trajectory. I'd like to hear from both of you on this. A lot of the discussion we've had right now has been about, uh, for both teams, games that were close, you know, opponents that they came close to beating but did not. And we hear this time of year so often the look test, the eye test, and, and of course, uh, McPhee McEwen uh, has, has referenced this about how this team is playing right now. Do you think the committee looks at that? Do they really? I mean, we hear that. Do they really look at the eye test? Or is it just all about resume? Is it all about net ranking, strength of schedule, and these things? Because I'll tell you, uh, the, the eye test, Ole Miss looks pretty strong right now. Right. And I'll, I'll let Adam go first. I know he's on a tighter schedule than I am right now, so I, I can go after you. Well, that that's another tough question, Parrish. Um I, I think you have to take off your glasses and, and try to look objectively as possible at it. Um, do I think Mississippi State is an NCAA tournament team right now? No, they just they don't look like they're like Dalton said. They don't look like they have the enthusiasm. They don't look like they have the continuity. And Ole Miss, I, I think it's, and again, I hate to use another cliche, John Pitts is going to come come to Columbus and hit me, but um, I think you flip a coin. I really do. Um, their resume is strong, but it's strong to a point. They're, they're both in there in the NCAA net rankings. Um, so I I guess it depends on if the, if the members of the committee sleep at a Holiday Inn Express, if they get a good night's sleep and how, and how refreshed they feel that day. Yeah, you know, when you, when you 
it's tough for me to say because of the eye test. Um, you know, because I don't think it's a – I don't think the tournament right now, it's a Mississippi State versus Ole Miss thing. You know, I don't think it's yeah. – technically one replaces the other if the other one doesn't get in. Um, but I don't see how you can look at the teams not on paper, like watch, them, watch the games and pick Mississippi State over Ole Miss, even if, you know, just the way that they've played, especially the way they've ended the season because – there's a lot of games like those close games you mentioned. I think, you know, State had one to Alabama or two to Alabama by like eight points, six points, um, lost to Arkansas by six points late in the season. Um, where it just kind of just seems like, you know, they don't score for five minutes down the stretch or, you know, just kind of, you know, lack of physical over there in the fourth quarter. And, you know, Arkansas pulls away or Alabama pulls away. And it's just, you know, does this, you know, you look at this team, it's like, and like Adam said, you know, I've watched this team a few games, especially towards the end of the season. And my thought is, you know, this isn't an NCAA tournament team, but on paper, you know, like he mentioned earlier, that was a, a top 25 team to begin the season that's underperformed. And um, I saw the argument on Twitter a few days ago that one reason why State was projected to be in and Ole Miss was not was because State was a ranked team that underperformed and not an unranked team that overperformed. And I don't really know how you – uh how you measure that or, but uh, how you uh, honor that, I guess. But, uh, you know, on the eye test, uh, it'd be hard for me to pick Mississippi State over Ole Miss. So I don't really know if they're looking at that or not. But, you know, if I'm on that committee and not looking on paper or looking at the eye test, it would be hard for me, I think. I will say this. At the end of the day here, we're talking about committee work. And, and if you've ever served on a committee for anything, you know the, the, the give and take that goes with that. There's still – yeah, in spite of all the analytics and statistics and, and net rankings and all of these things and and, and as much computer based uh, as as this process has become, it's still about some people getting together and, and hashing this out. And that can go either way. I, I think I think there could be an emotional tug to to get on board with the eye test, or it could be, man, th this is Mississippi State. We know what this team has been and what they have done. Uh, so I think that could go other way. I, I do think at the, at the end of the day, at some level, the human element is going to uh, factor into these decisions. Adam, we're going to transition here to some uh, men's basketball talk. We'd love for you to stay with us as long as you can. Uh, I know that uh, you may have uh, uh, some work responsibilities coming up. So, you know, if you want to uh, clock out, just go ahead or, or hang in, uh, you know, just whatever feels good for you, man. But uh, we appreciate uh, – uh, your insight and in, in, uh, discussing uh, the women with us right now. I appreciate it. I'm going to, I'm going to sign off and I'll just uh, wish you guys uh, thank you for uh, allowing me to be a part of your podcast. You guys do great work and uh, say hi to John and, and Brad. I know the, you, they and the rest of your staff do a really good job and I always uh, look forward to reading what you guys produce. So continue. To, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, we'll encourage John to kind of uh, hang around up here and not drive to uh, Columbus and take you on over those cliches. <laughs> that would be much appreciated. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, men's tournament Dalton uh, gets underway tonight. It's the game that we're both happy to avoid. You know, I don't I guess it matters as much, you know, since, uh, since we're not there and everything is, is virtual. Um, but uh, we talked about uh State trying to, and Ole Miss both trying to stay out of that, the Wednesday games. Well, it's Wednesday game right now. You know, the bracket had to be restructured when, uh, you know, Auburn, right. you know, had its uh, self-imposed uh, uh, postseason ban. But um, 
while we have it, I, I just find the women's bracket so interesting because I'm not sure, as you say, that it is a one for the other uh, Mississippi State and right. Ole Miss uh, among those last teams in. I'm not sure that that's what it is. Uh, but uh, they're much closer, both of them, than both of our men's teams are. Obviously, State, uh, sure. State yeah, State's got to win the whole thing. Ole Miss could looks like could play its way uh, into an at-large bid, uh, seems to be the popular thinking, if they have a, a deep tournament run. Now, what a deep run is remains to be seen. Uh, if winning two games and getting to Saturday would be enough, uh, the Rebels open against uh, South Carolina tonight, would play LSU in the second round. Uh, you know, would the semifinals be enough? That remains to be seen. Uh, Dalton, what's up? Look, uh, the Rebels, we – we've both talked about consistency uh, with these teams. And that's kind of, I think, a dominant theme going into the SEC tournament for Ole Miss in the sense that on one hand, Kermit Davis points out, look, uh, we've won seven out of our last nine. That's probably better than anybody in the league except uh, Alabama and Arkansas. Now, that, mm -hmm. That's pretty consistent. But, but you look at the losses in that stretch. I mean, they needed the quality wins that they've had to, to even get to this conversation. They needed to win at Missouri the way they did. They, they got a nice win over Kentucky at home. But then you scratch your head against the losses. You got Mississippi State at home. Yes, it's a, it's a rivalry game, but a lot of people uh, thought that took Ole Miss off the bubble. Uh, State just out-physicaled Ole Miss in the post and really – uh, set the tone in that game early and just, you know, carried it out to the finish. And then the Rebels get up off the mat, win a couple of games, win at Missouri, and and uh, all of a sudden they're, they're back in this conversation and they go and, and face a, a wounded Vanderbilt team, a team that we believe is improving and has some good athletes and shooters, but just, uh, you know, lay an egg there when the Commodores didn't have two of their best players, uh, most noticeably didn't have Scottie Pippen Jr., Right. Uh, who was averaging about 21 a game. Uh, consistency, I think, is something that uh, both of uh, these teams need to find uh, over this four-day run. Yeah, and um, you mentioned the loss to the Vanderbilt, and that's one of the things that uh, when you talk about Mississippi State and how they kind of ended the season is they didn't win the games they were supposed to win down the stretch. Like you mentioned Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt wasn't really wounded whenever they came to Starkville, but they still beat Mississippi State by – 21 points, 22 points, I think. And that was a Vandy team that won one SEC game all season. Um, then they, then they, then Ole Miss, I mean, uh, then State beats Ole Miss and then they beat South Carolina and you're like, okay, maybe they're starting to figure something out. Maybe that Vanderbilt game, you know, knocks something into them. And then they play Alabama, which is just kind of like running into the, you know, the, the, the SEC leader at the wrong time. You play A&M, you get a good win on the road. And then all of a sudden, you have a chance to what, win four out of your last five, and and then you just like uh, Adam said earlier, you lay an egg at Auburn, um, lose by seven there, and not, and it's just stuff like that that doesn't understand that I don't understand because uh, you know the the Auburn, Texas A and M, and um, Vanderbilt game should have all been wins, and Mississippi State, you know, probably is two two or three spots higher in the SEC rankings right now than they than they are, but. Um, especially that Auburn loss in the season, you go on the road, Auburn's without its best player, kind of that same situation that uh, Ole Miss playing, uh, you know, Vanderbilt. They're without their best player and they still end up winning, you know. It's just kind of 
I mean, I guess it's just college basketball. I'm not real sure how that happens exactly, but uh, yeah. And and then State's going to open up against Kentucky, and I think that's going to be um, Kentucky. Obviously, is not as good as they have been, um, and that's why you see them on the Thursday game and not the Friday, not with a double bye. Um, and State can beat Kentucky. You know, they showed that in early January when they played that they were right there. You know, probably the same amount of you know. I don't know if they have the same skill level, the same amount of talent, but right there they can play in that game and win that game. But I'm not sure Mississippi State can get past the name on the chest. Um, I think and that under name California, on the chest is pretty stout there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think uh, I don't think State's won against Kentucky in what ten years or something like that. Or Calipari has never lost a State. It's just uh, I don't know. It's just tough if they if they um the the road's tough for them. You know, you, you said mentioned earlier that they have to win the whole thing. Well, they got to get past Kentucky for the first time in however many years that it's been, and then if they win that one, then they got to go to Alabama. They play at you know play Alabama, so it's just a really really tough road for the for the Bulldogs in this one, and um, and it just it's just it doesn't look promising to me. Yeah, it, it just gets tougher, man. The more you win, it gets tougher. Uh, you know, Ole Miss and LSU played one time during the season. They were supposed to play a second time in Oxford. Uh, the ice just. Uh, you know, didn't let it happen, and and uh, <clears throat> but when they did play, it was just such a bad matchup for Ole Miss because LSU is so athletic at all positions. Uh, they just dominated that game in Oxford. Now, Ole Miss was evolving as a team, was not as good at that early point on the schedule as they would become. They certainly, uh, you know, weren't playing like a team that could win seven out of nine uh, <clears throat> in the conference. You know, as as they've done here down the stretch, um, that's still a bad matchup. And even in that game uh, in Oxford, but LSU basically was missing their best player, the freshman Cam Thomas. They're, they're 20 points a game guy. I think he finished leading the league in scoring. It was, it was he and Pippen up there for a while. I think he finished number one. Uh, mm-hmm. he, gets, he gets hurt early in that game, basically misses the whole game. Uh, and still, LSU was just so athletic at, at all positions. Tough matchup uh, for Ole Miss in the second round. But, look, you know, the, the more you win, the, the tougher the matchups become. Uh, looking at the tournament, uh, big picture here, uh, State and Ole Miss are on opposite sides of the bracket. I mean, you mentioned Alabama being a difficult matchup uh, there for State. Uh, LSU, I think, would be the uh, the team uh, in the Ole Miss bracket. And then they would have to get past uh, Arkansas as well to get to the championship game. What, what do you think uh, – plays out how does this tournament play out who do you think uh, comes away Sunday cutting down the net um just from how the teams have played recently I would probably say I think Arkansas might win the whole thing uh Arkansas is probably you know what they get the two seed I think is what it was um and they beat Alabama by double digits when they played a few weeks ago and they've just been rolling I, I honestly think Arkansas might be I don't want to say better than Alabama because Alabama has had a great season and they've proven, you know, they're the top of the SEC for a reason. Um, but I think Arkansas is probably going to pull away with this one. Maybe they beat Alabama in the championship. Um, I haven't, I need to, you know, get another eye look at the bracket uh, in front of me, but uh, I, I do think Arkansas is probably going to, I think they should win it. Yeah. You know, why don't you call a, call up a bracket, uh, get one up there while we're uh, hashing this out here. But I will say I, I like Arkansas to, to win this tournament. Uh, as well. I mean, I look at how they played Alabama in the regular season. They split those games. Both of them seem to win fairly uh, decisively when they won. 
but as I, as I look at those teams, they, they're both athletic. They're both going to shoot three-pointers. Uh, they both can defend the three-pointer uh, as well. But I like Arkansas's bigs a little bit better. I, I think uh, w- when teams are so good on the perimeter like that, uh, you, they can be sneaky good on the inside. Sometimes you forget about that. And, and sometimes it's, it's those plays uh, there in the areas you're not thinking about or talking about the most that make the make the biggest differences uh, in the game. I, I think Arkansas has a good chance here. I, I think they got a shot to come out of this bracket and, uh, you know, get there and and, uh, and beat Alabama and be cutting down the nets uh, on Sunday. It's going to be tough uh, uh, for Ole Miss. I mean, we've talked about consistency. Uh, they certainly need to win a few games, and it would be a, you know, a big uh, resume bullet if they could beat South Carolina and then go on and win against an athletic LSU team. Uh, that would be really big for them. But uh, we've also, like I said, we've seen this team string wins together. Uh, we've seen them with a couple of disappointing losses uh, down the stretch here. And and Kermit says, uh, Kermit Davis says, look, seven out of nine, that's consistent, isn't it? Uh, you're not going to be perfect. Right. And you're not. But those were games that a hot team with momentum, you felt like uh, they uh, had a good chance to win. And, and really, uh, it, it wasn't that they played well and lost in those games. Uh, their play was disappointing uh, in those games with so much that was on the line. So when we talk about consistency, on one hand, they, they've shown it. On the other hand, not, not so much with those uh, – the way they they lost uh, in those games. So, uh, what are you seeing on the bracket there, man? Were, were we were we right? Yeah, basically, I think the toughest one for Arkansas coming out of the kind of the bottom of the thing is um, obviously LSU is going to if if LSU beats uh, the winner of uh, Old Miss and South Carolina will would will, will play Arkansas if they won. But I think Arkansas and Missouri could be a pretty good game if Missouri wins that opening game against Georgia. Because I think they played pretty well. You know, obviously Missouri was ranked like top ten in the nation, or at one point in the season, and they finished as the seventh seed. So, um, you know, that could be a really good matchup. I know they uh, they played a close game, I believe, uh, in the regular season. So that that side of the bracket, I think, is a honestly, I think that side of the bracket's a little tougher. Um, you look at the the side with Alabama. Of course, the one seed should have an easier side. Uh, Mississippi State, Kentucky, Texas A and M, Vanderbilt, and then Florida and Tennessee are really the two tough ones in that one. And uh, I would say that uh, Florida as a five seed probably doesn't scare me as much as Missouri as a seven seed, I would think. Um, Tennessee's pretty good, obviously. Um, but, you know, I would think that bottom of the bracket's a little tougher with LSU who, you know, can can score 100 points on you in the blink of an eye, it seems like. And then Arkansas yeah. and Missouri and Ole Miss is, like you mentioned, playing well outside of those inconsistencies. So, yeah, I think I think if uh, if Arkansas, I think I still think it's going to be Arkansas that wins it. Probably them over Alabama in the championship. But uh, that's a they got a tough little path down there at the bottom of the bracket. Yeah, it'll be fun to uh, fun to watch. It's March Madness that time of year, folks. Thanks for clicking in with us today on Justify Your Existence. We thank you for being part of the program. Uh, be sure to check out our. Partners, uh, the Oxford Park Commission, you can see what's going on with their programs. Lots going on at OPC. Visit them at OxfordParkCommission.com. And you can find our work at djournal.com. Find that drop-down menu on the left. Scroll down to the Ole Miss and Mississippi State pages 
and watch the stories flow. We're on Facebook as well. Ole Miss discussion with Parrish Alford, Mississippi State discussion with Dalton Middleton. Thanks for being with us, folks. Come back and join us tomorrow.